Are you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker to engage and captivate your audience? I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, and I am your girl. I'm now booking dates in 2022 and 2023 to be on your stage in person or virtually, wherever you are, where I can share my story of how I overcame significant challenges in my life and how I turned my hobby into a million dollar business with zero formal education and no previous experience. Hint, it is all about confidence and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. To book me for your next event, head on over to RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping, woman, entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. We are back and we are excited for today's topic because it is one that we are the most passionate about probably ever in the history of topics, okay? And we are talking about bad businesses bad business practices, and shitty customer service. Can anyone relate to dealing with a bad business and receiving really shitty customer service? Because uh, I know we can. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? You can't, I mean, it seems you like can't sometimes you it. can't avoid no, it. You definitely, no matter what you do. Yeah, you can't even avoid it. Um, in fact, it's really sad to say, but... Hitting like base level customer service, which is just simply providing the customer with just like exactly what they expect is considered great customer service, which is like insane to The bar is so low and you can't even hit that low bar. Exactly. And uh, obviously Chad and I, like we do lots of things. We're out and about. I mean, we deal with lots of local businesses and stuff like that too. So we get to experience our fair share of bad businesses and shitty customer service. Uh, And so the blessing for us is that we have our own business that we can channel our energy and switch it around and be like, let's make sure this never happens in our business because it is so shitty and it pisses us off so much it's always been the joke right so anytime we encounter a situation like that that's just a head scratcher and you go like who thought that like that was a good idea idea?" (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you know at what point in their mental process yeah did they go yeah you know what let's do that nobody will care yeah. yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So anytime we encounter these situations, we're, obviously, initially, you get frustrated. Like, oh, my God, screw them. Blah, blah, blah. But then so now we kind of channel in a positive way, like you said, and we implement those things or avoid those things 
across the board in our in business. In our own business, yeah. Right? So it is a blessing that we have our own business because if we didn't, I don't know what we would do. I would literally lose my mind because I would have no way to like channel that energy into a positive, right? So um, it's definitely a blessing in disguise and it teaches us so much. And so one thing I want to start off this podcast with is just simply explaining that it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, if like your customer service is your only opportunity realistically to stand out and be better than other people in your industry. So um, just using our bakery, for example, there's like a million other bakeries. And the reason why ours is so successful and the reason why we do over a million in sales at our little bakery is because we offer extremely high levels of customer service. And in fact, we get lots of positive feedback. Like we get so much positive feedback from uh, like customers who email us and stuff like that. Just simply like saying how friendly our staff are or simple like stuff that is so base level to Chad and I that we'd be like, well, yeah, like I would hope that they would think that that was good. But the fact that they actually take the time out of their day to let us know that something so simple or that like we delivered their order in the time that we said that we would or like the cake looked like what it should look like, you know, just like really base level things. And people are blown away by this. Okay, you guys. So if you want to up, like bring your business up a level to the top and have potential for it to be really, really successful, this is the area that you want to go above and beyond and exceed. Okay. Because I guarantee you, your competition is not going to do these things. They're oblivious to it because they either don't care or they're too, um, involved in the operations of the business to actually look at it from an outside perspective. Or another thing too, is a lot of businesses, um, are owned by people who have too much of their ego involved in it. So if a customer emails them something, uh, criticism or whatever to improve upon, then they take it really personally, which I mean, it is, it is personal. It is hard, but they take it too personally. And then they're like, um, they think that their business is so good or their product is so good and that they think that the customer is stupid for saying that. So um, that's another thing that I, I see common across the board with uh, other business owners and stuff like that is that they just have too much of an ego and they can't look big enough outside of their business. So. Um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to, to add on to that, that I've just kind of realized recently is that um, a lot of small business owners, um, because like any small business owner, you used to be an employee. The problem is they're they're now starting a business still yeah. acting like an employee with an employee mindset. OK. And that is that is the, the I feel like this is the overarching issue. Yes. With a lot of small businesses is that. You used to work for a bigger company where other people would have the responsibility and have to figure out those issues and um, solve challenges and problems with customers or with, um, you know, getting more sales or giving people better experiences, whatever that is. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you didn't have to deal with that. And then now you became a business owner 
and you think that you can still act like an employee and not care or um, not um, allow that to be a priority in your business. And that is where I feel like a lot of things go wrong because, um, you know, and that sort of segues into one thing that Rebecca and I, even from the very beginning of our business that we thought was hilarious. And we'd run into a lot of these small businesses often that would do this. So they would, and this is, super funny and you can even you can start laughing now because it really is that funny Mm -hmm. they will post on social media we are closing early today because whatever they don't even say why regardless the the matter the reason doesn't matter unless of course i get it obviously if you somebody died i mean of course your house is on fire definitely put a note on your door and go home but everybody listening to this knows that that is not the reason nine times out of ten it's Mm-mm. because they have an employee mindset still yeah. where they are now a business owner and oh my god they're a grown-up now and they need to make grown-up decisions like not closing early because you um someone you have to go pick up your kid or whatever figure out different solutions yeah. there's different options out there if you post that on social media or put a sign on your door and somebody comes to the door and sees a note like that they do not care that that is the case okay you are in business now you need to be responsible you need to recognize that um you know these these customers don't care about you know your issues i mean maybe when you're an employee you could tell your boss that you have to leave early because you need to pick up little Susie from soccer practice. Yes, that, but your customers um, that, have a completely that's different, different, right? Because your boss is responsible for ensuring someone else is there to deal with that customer after you leave, right? Yeah, they're not just saying, "Okay, you're gonna you're gonna go home. You're gonna take care of that. We're gonna close the operations down." That is not even an option. It's not a viable option, and uh, it's literally one of the most common mistakes that I see all over the place like small businesses doing right and uh like we said like obviously if there's like a catastrophe or a huge emergency once in a while go do that but that's not the case okay because once you think that that's acceptable you keep doing it for other reasons and it's just at the end of the day you really should not be a business owner if you're gonna continue um acting like an employee mindset And one thing I just want to say is that there's nothing wrong with having an employee mindset if you are an employee, okay? If I was an employee at a company, uh, I would have an employee mindset because I'm not responsible for things. I'm not being paid my CEO salary to worry about everything that I am right now. And so I would have an employee mindset. So we're not saying that in a negative way. Like Chad worked at TD for like five years. He had an employee mindset. He would call in sick now and then. He would take days off because you're allowed to do that as an employee. But as a business owner and somebody responsible, um, even though you don't have a boss now and the boss is you, well, it's not you. It's actually your customers. And when you break that trust with your customers, they are not coming back. Okay. They don't take you seriously. 
and when they see that note on the door and I remember there was a bunch of times where you know Chad and I were doing like local things in the area and stuff like that and we were so excited to you know go visit this store that we were happened to be like in the area in Muskoka or something and I was it's so still, excited. It still happens. It's not remember. Like this happens like every year. Oh, it happens. I see it on my social media feed every day. Like people closing early for nonsense reasons. And um, but I'm just saying for us personally, I remember this happening so often and being so pissed off and so disappointed because. Uh, I didn't like see the note on their social media. They just happened to close early for whatever reason. And it it was happening so frequently that I started calling these stores that I really wanted to go to and being like, I'm on my way. Please don't close early. And they'd be like, some of them would be like, we never close early. Like, are, like, are you a crazy customer or something? Like, why would you call me to say that? Right. (laughs) Just want to make extra, extra sure that like really excited to like go to your store. And if it's not open when I get there, I'm going to be really sad because I've had it happen so much. And it's just hilarious that I, it it even got to that level that I had to do that. I'm sure I offended some really genuinely good businesses that never do that, but you know what? That's what I had to do. And it's really shitty and sad that that happens right and so um before we get into more of these situations i just want to say like you need to determine if you're going to be a business owner which is not for everyone okay Uh, being a business owner means that you are committing yourself to these set store hours you're committing yourself to your customers and if you're not able or willing to do that do not be a business owner okay do not nobody will take you seriously your business will fail if it's not failing right now because you're putting those sticky notes on the door it you'll be failed in like a year or two years it's only a matter of time your business is not going to grow sounds like you're scrapping the sweet talk here i'm just so passionate about this topic it drives me (laughs) so nuts and um and honestly i just want to be clear because i want your business to succeed and i want it to to go well and i want you to grow but like you can't you can't want to do those things and then do these things that I know are hurting you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so crazy, right? So what is your goal as a business? Like, you have to ask yourself that. Like, if it, is it uh, to be extremely successful and to grow into a bigger business? Is it to have your business, um, you know, give you this lifestyle that you've always dreamed of? Is it to, um, for your kids to one day take over? Because if it's any of those things, that means that your business needs to stick around for a long period of time, which if you do this or you do any of the other things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, it's not going to be around, okay? Because you need to act like a big business if you want the longevity of your business, if you want your kids one day to have the option to take it over, or you want to, um, even if you want to sell it down the road, right? If, if you want any longevity in your business, you need to act like a big business. And that means even if it's at your expense, okay? Even if it costs you products, if it costs you extra time, and um, it's just so, so important to look at big businesses. Like what is Starbucks doing? What is Tim Hortons doing? What is Walmart doing? What is Amazon doing? I know that everybody's all, um, you know, like support local and blah, blah, blah. And like, I love supporting local. Nothing makes me happier. But at the same time, 
these big businesses are offering jobs to so many people in the community as well, okay? It's not just about small businesses, okay? If it was just about small businesses, then lots of people would be out of work, let's face it, okay? Look at the Amazon plant that's going uh, next to St. Thomas there. Do you know how many jobs that's gonna give to the St. Thomas community? And yeah, shop local is very important, but like imagine that facility didn't go there. Like that's going to take so that's going to improve the lives of so many people. And so my point is that there is so much to learn from these bigger businesses who, yes, they have bigger budgets. That's a fact. But there's still small ways that you can implement their strategies within your own business. And that should be your end goal at the end of the day. Okay, so. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, one thing I was just thinking as you were talking there is, um, you know, how frustrating is it when, let's say you're dealing with a business and you have some issue that is like very base level. So let's say, I don't know, there's some mix up with your order or there's some, you know, a service that didn't live up to its potential or just something that, you know, obviously somebody made a mistake or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. You're being understanding. You're not being irrational. And then you call this business or you email them or you, um, you know, you connect them in some fashion and then you get the the employee response where it's like, sorry about the unfortunate situation, but at this time we're not able to unfortunately do anything about it. And it's like, okay, I'm not asking for like some sort of miracle about some unique, random, catastrophic situation that, you know, obviously is is unique. Like this is a base level request. And then you get met with that yeah. um, base level answer. Super and anytime that happens, like, and this is something I know Rebecca and I are like, oh my God. Okay, I have, to actually, nuts. I have to actually talk to somebody who's not like, just doing the employee spiel here. Like, and I need let it. me just add, it is not the employee's fault that they're giving that spiel. Oh, it's it's all the leadership, leadership, yeah, it's leadership in that company sure. who yeah. is not giving that employee the yeah. tools to be able yeah. to help the customer properly, which is actually really frustrating from an employee standpoint. And it's really shitty for them and not fair for them because they want to help and they're just going to hear all this backlash because they have no control over the situation. So yeah. give your people some leeway there and let them actually help the customer. Okay. Absolutely. So it's all, it always falls on leadership and, and the way they've been either trained or managed. So that's why, um, automatically I'm skeptical. So I have to go, okay, is this person just a little off um, or is it actually the leadership? So sometimes the person can be off, but, but mostly, most of the time that's not the case. So right away when I notice that they're just given some answer that is like just by the book or cliche or some sort of template or system, I go, okay, like I need to actually talk to somebody that cares here. Yeah that recognizes the value of what I'm trying to propose, right? So, um, you know, I have to talk. So typically those people will be in supervisor or management roles. And yeah, sometimes you'll go to a supervisor or something and they'll be um, they'll be just like the first, and you're like, wow, is this, let, let me just see how far up this goes where, um, you know, sometimes I'll just run what I, what I like to call like a Karen experiment. Like I just want to see <laughs> how far the leadership of this, like does, does that, does it actually go right up where like, even like the person managing the managers is like that out to lunch yeah. or like, does it, is it, does it stop? Like at what level yeah. does this like nonsense approach become reasonable right yeah and 
So I always find that really funny because, you know, and so to, to go back to small business, let's say you're in business for yourself and then you are handling a conflict or a complaint about um, from a customer and then you're handling it like an employee, like you're doing that because maybe you learned that from some other job or, well, you know, the job I used to work at, you know, when someone would want, um, you know, a discount or we would be like, no, sorry, ma'am, or sorry, sir, we don't do that. And that's okay. So I get it. It came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you want to be a successful business for yourself, you need to change that and take full, cause you are the supervisor, you yeah. are the manager, you are the owner, you're everything. Yeah. So you better be prepared to be able to deal with that in an extremely down to earth, empathetic way that understands everything involved. Because once again, I'm just using a a complaint or request that is base level. I'm not being like, okay, I want this and I also want that. And I want, you know, you should do this. And I'm like, it would just be something like, I just want to make a change and like, is that okay or whatever? And they're like, no, it's too late to make a change, you know? And you're like, they'll be like, the contract says that subsection 3IV says that that change is not allowed. And you're like, whoa, okay, like, obviously it can be done if if you want to make that a reality, right? You know? So um, that's the the situation that we run into often. So okay. I always like to, to um, figure that out, right? I just want to interrupt yeah. there and just talk about contracts and policies for a second. Yeah. Because, okay, contracts and policies, the only reason for them should be for you to have systems and an understanding of how you're going to run your business, okay? In no way should it be the crutch to your customer service, okay? Even with our wedding orders and stuff like that, we've never done contracts because to us, it's like, okay, we are obviously able to understand and communicate with people properly, like on a human level. And (laughs) it, it just doesn't make sense for us to be like, the contract says this so no we're not gonna do that like we are gonna do whatever we can to do that so like in essence the contract doesn't really matter um contracts are good and policies are good just to inform information and to uh, make it like clear and and have have structured ways to do things but by no means should that be like no, our policy for this is that, so I can't help you with that. When you really can help them with that, you know what I mean? It should not be your customer service policy, okay? It needs to be a human level of understanding, and it's great to have rules, but they should be outlines. They shouldn't be by the book. Yeah, it's not the Customers buck structure, don't yeah. give a shit about your policies, and they don't give a shit about your fucking... Okay, you're, you're swearing like a drunken sailor now. So I that's know. how I know she's passionate. <laughs> she was making fun of me in another po- podcast because I'm all body language. Or Becca gets passionate when the, when the F-bombs and the S-bombs start coming out. Oh, yeah. So that's how I can and tell that she is. when we're talking about business, yeah. I get very serious yeah. about it. <laughs> but um, so the point that I know you're saying is that, um, and I, you told me this, um, we had, well, we both talked about this recently, is that if there, and when you think about customer service, like if there's a way to make it happen and it's not um, like, unrealistic and it's not that big of an inconvenience like you should make it happen yes right and so one example that i remember is 
um, a couple years ago, uh, this uh, this uh, groom was supposed to drop off fake flowers at our store that we were going to add on their wedding cake. And anyway, what happened was the we delivered the wedding cake to the venue. The guy never dropped off the flowers. And then uh, we got a call from the bride, uh, uh, you know, crying, where's my flowers and on my cake? We dropped it off to you. And then I talked to the groom and he's like, listen, like, I didn't drop off the flowers. Um, I don't know what happened. I obviously got busy with the wedding planning and like I messed up and we were like, okay, that's not our fault. And we could be like, see your fault, not ours. Have a good night. I'm going home. Yeah. Right? Enjoy your wedding you day. Know, like employee mindset. Rude. See, they, it was their fault. It wasn't us. They didn't drop off the, the flowers. The contract says yeah, the con- you need to drop off the flowers yeah, a week in advance. I'm sharp or we're not doing it. So, what we did, which I love this story because it's such a cool thing of like not having an employee mindset and above and beyond. And, and these situations always happen when you least expect it. So we, I'm, I know we had plans that night. We wanted to leave and go do whatever else together. And we ended up, Becca goes, you know what? Why don't you go to Michael's right now, buy some fake flowers, ask them the colors and just literally buy them. We're not even going to charge them. Go to the venue and like add the flowers Go back to the venue that you already delivered yeah, and add the flowers and be like, even though that was your fault, we're going to help you out and like, you know, bail you out here, buddy, because I feel that your pain and you don't want her upset at you and you're getting married and let's like help this guy out. He obviously dropped the ball. And I remember that. And I was like, wow, I'm like, that is like next level. And I remember when you came up with that idea, I was like really we're gonna do that like that's that's awesome right so and we did it i remember i and he was there and i'm adding the flowers on the cake i come back it had been like what 6 30 7 o'clock at night saturday night most employees are already at home netflix and chilling and we're owning it like a business owner should own it throwing down yeah and um and he was there he's like oh my god like thank you so much um you know i can't i don't know how i forgot i can't believe you guys actually went to michael's and like buy like how much do i owe you we're like no man like don't worry about it it's fine you know we got you um and we made it happen for this guy and like what a cool story right like like what small business owner that puts a note on their door would have been (laughs) like that i'm leaving because like my kid like what come on right and then you know we're doing stuff like that like unbelievable right well and that's like what i was saying that's what actually sets you apart that's what gives you the opportunity to be set apart from your competition is within those things that you go above and beyond for right and there's there's still times of course where things happen and we can't like do it like let's say we're like in the states or we're out of town and like you know somebody wanted something like extra and like normally we would go above and beyond but like this time we really can't like of course there's those times but they're far and few between and if you put a, a priority on always going above and beyond then that's going to far outweigh those other times so I think that that is super important to always keep in mind. And, um, yeah, so the, so, and, and so let's keep the uh, examples going because I feel like these will really hit home with a lot of people. So, uh, another example would be, um, people in the service uh, industry. Okay. So, um, you know, even I know, shout out to my barber, uh, Wes, the barber, he's awesome, does my beard, does my hair, and he's always saying that, uh, it's frustrating with no shows, right? So, um, 
you know, uh, if you run a service business, obviously you have allocated a certain amount of time in your day. You potentially turn down other people. Um, I get it. People know showing like it sucks. And, it would suck. Uh, you know, I'm pissed. sure there's people out there that have policies. Uh, hey, I'm charging you even if you don't show. And sure. Hey, fine. That could be an option. But I mean, to be honest, at the end of the day, like if somebody has to pay for a service that they, they didn't receive when something unexpected happened in their life, like is 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 grabbing that 50 bucks really worth, like this is what I'm saying, like that is like an employee mindset of like, you know, how dare they not value my time and I should, like there's other, I'm not saying that you should just go willy nilly and allow people to do whatever they want and walk all over you. That's not what I'm trying to say. The point I'm trying to make is that there is other creative solutions of transparency that you can provide for um, you know this to not be like a situation for you, right? So if we look at the example of no show, right? You, okay, I'm going to take your fifty bucks because you didn't show. Are they ever going to come back? No. What is that never fifty dollars? I would never you know, go back. If, if you're in business and you don't know what the terminology lifetime value means, yeah. you better Shouldn't Google be that and you should research <laughs> what that means because yeah. lifetime value uh, is extremely important in business. And it's way more than fifty bucks. <laughs> it's way more than fifty bucks. So if you think about it, if I'm if I'm you know doing something for my own short term interests and you know this person i'm charging them for a cake that they didn't pick up or whatever um you know do you think their kid is five how many more birthdays are they going to have until we're you know retiring from our business many right yeah we're talking hundreds if not thousands of dollars for that 50 dollars. so yes it sucks once again am i saying to just allow open door willy-nilly cancel whenever you want i'm not saying that but i'm saying there's other options so um you know just off the top of my head i can you know typically think of these options pretty easily and so a few options here here we go. Um, you could get a uh, a fifty percent deposit. Let's say you could get. Um, so if, hey, if you don't show, like I take the fifty percent, and um, you know, as a compromise, we kind of meet in the middle. And we're going to take that 50% because obviously the time I had to maybe I had to pay somebody, one of my staff to be there or whatever the case is. Um, and uh, and you can have that policy. Uh, now, is that to say that policy is set in stone like we were talking about earlier with us, the contract subsection three? No, you give that policy out. You explain how that works. Some people will be like, hey, you know what? I respect that. It's fine. I'm good with that. Like, I'll see you next week. You can take the 30 bucks or 50 bucks. Now, other people will come to you and go, that's BS. How can that be the case? I want my money. At that point, you want to be like, okay, give you know what? Give them their money back. Let's yeah. give them their money back. And so that's the same with us with our um, our business. We have certain policies. You need policies because yeah. like I was saying earlier, you can't have you know people walking all over you. Like You have to have structure as a business. For sure. So, we have policies like if you cancel your cake like the week of, like there's a lot of prep, you know, the the baking, yeah. the, the the coloring, the template work. There's all kinds of stuff that the customers don't know that goes in behind the scenes the week of planning, mm-hmm. prepping, staffing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they cancel. They'll be like, oh, I'm looking to cancel my cake. I'm not having the party. The party's tomorrow. It's like, well, Sorry, like we, we like yeah, <laughs> even Siri agrees. Look at that. So. We'll be like, listen, like if you let me know like like several days ago and I haven't done all this stuff, like that's no For problem. Sure. But like we've already like begun the prep. They've already baked your cake. Like it's not done yet, but already baked it. They've already like, you know what I mean? Like there's lots of things that go into it. So I'll tell that to a customer. And a lot of times they'll go, um, most of the time actually, they will be like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Like I realized really last minute. I get it. Like no big deal. Like we'll just eat the cake at home with our family. And I tell them, yeah, great. You can freeze the rest or maybe you can just freeze the whole cake, have it next weekend when you're going to have the party, when your kid's not sick or whatever. And they're fine with that. But if they go to me, you know what? 
like I've ordered from you before, like, you know what I mean? I can't like, I would expect better, like more value for me. And they start going the other and direction. And if that's true, yeah. and if they have ordered yeah. before and they are a good customer yeah. and I would like to add handling it in a very kind way. Exactly. As well too. That's another point, right? Then, it's all about being being then adaptable. Then we're more likely to yeah. like bend a, as much as we can to make them happy, right? Because the lifetime value of a customer is so much more important to us, and it should be to you, um, than any policy ever should be, okay? Um, and so I want to just say also, uh, as a customer's perspective, like, don't be that customer that thinks that by being a bigger bitch about something is actually going to get you what you want because I can guarantee you that that is not going to get you what you want. That's going to get you so much further than what you want and people have no respect for you. Yeah, anybody anybody who's worked in customer service yeah. can relate to and I we we've always joked about this about yeah. like these grown ass people. Yeah think that by kicking and screaming like a child mm-hmm. and not and, and communicating like a child and yeah. screaming and yelling Name and swearing calling. that that's going to get their way no like as if they're five so absolutely not um i don't feel like we have to explain that but it no, is but it hilarious happens, because and it does happen yeah and like think about these people working in customer service like they're you know sometimes they're in high school like they're young kids or like you know they're working at Tim hortons and this person's flipping out at this child who's trying to work their way through friggin' high school over a coffee like it's just so ridiculous okay so it's never acceptable to be that bitchy customer who is so rude in fact i guarantee you if you the kinder you are the more you will get what you want okay 100 percent of the time so and that, that goes for anything in life oh yeah exactly so super important And um, there's also been like so many times, okay? Chad and I love to travel. We used to do so much traveling in our 20s and stuff like that. We went been pretty much everywhere. And so lately, obviously, we've just been local traveling. We've been to Chicago and Muskoka and all this all this local stuff lately, obviously, because of COVID. And so there's been so many times where, you know, even the base level of customer service is barely met, okay, in, in restaurants or... Um, but especially in like these big hotels that are actually in the hospitality industry, which means they're in an industry where they are taking care of people and trying to give them an experience and trying to make them feel like hospitality is just such a unique industry. And it seems like so common sense to me but there's been so many times where we stayed at these big chain hotels that are like beautiful hotels, like supposedly like four or five star hotels and they do the stupidest shit, okay? I swear to God, literally we went to, um, one of my favorite hotels is the Fairmont in Toronto. It's just beautiful. I love the ambiance, the atmosphere, everything. And we went there the one time and we went to go and check in and they had no parking left. Like usually they make you pay for parking. They have this valet parking service, whatever, fine. Um, And they had no spots left. And so we're like, where are we supposed to park our car? Like we're staying here overnight. So like, 
Am I supposed to just drive around the streets of Toronto looking for a fucking parking lot? When you guys are in the hospitality industry, you figure it out. I'm literally paying to stay overnight here and have an experience. And like, I don't like this is not part of the experience. The problem was they had no solution, right? It's one thing if your parking lot's full, but what's the option? Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that your parking lot is full and they literally just told us that our parking lot is full so you have to go and park anywhere down the street so that, or whatever that's the best example of bad customer service where, like, where somebody where somebody tells you something and then and then you know that like they didn't even do any effort at all as far as looking at alternative options for you and they just give you the news and then like they wait for you to respond they just like stop Okay. Like, <laughs> like, do you want? And, I, I, and? I, I could love problem solving. Yeah. I could problem solve this for you on your behalf, so that you give me a better experience. But in turn, I'm giving myself a good experience because I'm telling you what to do. So, which is actually what happened because we asked to speak to the manager and we're like, okay, there's no valet parking. That's not our problem. We've parked valet here many times. We've stayed there many times. Paid lots of money to this fucking hotel. And, um, and so the manager's like, oh, no problem. I will, I will find you a parking spot. Like take my key. Right away, right? Yes. Uh, Like how hard is it to, to, to take my car and go park it somewhere? I mean, there's somewhere to park, right? You guys deal with it. You're the ones in the hospitality industry and shit like that pisses me off. Right. And so, um, another situation that happened to us at many hotels that we've been staying at, which I didn't even realize was a thing, but apparently it's a thing. Um, apparently you have to make dinner reservations like a month in advance or something to eat food at the hotel that you're staying at, which I mean, if you're in the hospitality industry and you're staying overnight somewhere, you are probably going to need to eat some meals while you're staying there, right? Am I right? And so the there numerous occasions we're staying at these hotels and we're like calling the front desk like, okay, can we make a dinner reservation for tonight and whatever? And we would call in advance like the day of, obviously, because I'm not going to make dinner reservations like two months in advance. And they'll be like, no, sorry, like the restaurant is fully booked like all weekend. And it's like, so I can't eat food like at your like at this hotel that I'm staying at that's responsible for my entire experience and you're fully booked all weekend you literally can't like you can't put a table in the corner so yeah the thing is we're all we're so many times we're having to um make decisions we're having to give solutions to the businesses when that should be their responsibility, yes, not ours. Exactly. So they obviously know people are staying in the hotel, people are gonna wanna eat. You need to either contact them in advance, be like, hey, when do you wanna eat? Like there's all these things that they can be doing proactively. Yes. As opposed to running that, sorry, and then like the awkward pause of like, oh, I guess that we can't, and like hang up, and like what kind of experience is that? So to circle back to what I was saying in reference to the service industry and and no-shows, you know, so obviously I gave the example the 50% deposit. So on the topic of like, hey, if you don't have an option, your only option is I'm charging them whether they show up or not. Like that's not an option. That's not an option, no. There's other options. So I've I've just randomly given you one, that's the 50% deposit, okay? Another one would be that you can um, uh, confirm with them 
to, and let them know, listen, uh, you have an appointment at two o'clock today. I'm just giving you a call to let you know that um, right now is the cutoff time where um, I've uh, we make it official. Uh, is this appointment confirmed or is it not? Right. Yeah. Because uh, if it is confirmed, um, you know, I just want to let you know that we have a policy where we take half of the amount of the fee if you don't show up. So are you going to be showing up today, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Customer? Then at that point, it's like accountability. You're going to have the, the decrease in your no-shows. Much better So obviously, I know anybody experience. hearing this goes, oh, well, that, that seems like time and energy. Yeah, okay. that's a business yeah, for that, you. Yeah, get used to time <laughs> and energy. You're in business. You're no longer yeah. an employee, right? So obviously, you can do that. Making a phone call one at a time that may be very tedious due to your the volume you're doing. There's automated things out there. You know, I'm sure you people have booked with uh, some some companies. You get like re- reply C to the text message to confirm. So there's digital automated oh, yeah. ways out there that'll save you time and all that. But that is a much better experience. You'll have pretty your, much yep, you'll all have, all of my services yeah. do that, which right? which so is that's, amazing. That's another option, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, that's just two options I thought of randomly. And um, what was another one? So I have options you got because more? I of course you do. Yes, I have so many. I can problem solve for anybody's business. Yeah. So if you guys have problems, I'd love to solve them for you. It's my favorite thing to do. So the option is not that it's in the contract and not that that's, I'm taking your money regardless. No, that's just, that's not even an option. Like okay. that's literally not make an sure. option. That's stupid. That's literally stupidity okay. at its finest. So um, actually, it reminded me because one time I was talking to my hairstylist, which is ironic because it's like hairstylist. Like obviously, I, I get their their I get their pain because they book so much time. Um, and it does really hurt them if they have so many no-shows, right? They just, they don't get paid. So I was, I was talking about this issue to my hairstylist and what I told her, because she was saying how, you know, she, she had all of these appointments that were being canceled and stuff like that. And they didn't have, um, like a policy or whatever. And so I was like, I was like, this is what you need to do. You need to have a policy, make it clear to the customer, say that, um, you know, if you do not show for your appointment, then we require 50% or whatever, charge them 50% up front. And so the policy is there just to make it clear to the customer. And a 50% deposit is just to remind the customer that they require this deposit in order to book your spot. So all of a sudden the customer is more aware because they're actually paying money. They're paying their 50% deposit and they are aware of the policy because the policy uh, means like it outlines the rules of how they're paying the deposit, right? So all of a sudden they take it more seriously. And then, um, and then obviously if it comes time to, for their appointment though, it is not about being like, oh, I'm gonna take your 50% deposit. It's it's about being like, you know what? Okay, it's the first time that you've canceled your appointment last minute. So here's your deposit back. I, you know, I really wanna do your hair and I really value you as a customer and as a person. And let's rebook your appointment. I'll apply this 50% deposit to your next appointment. And just so you know, going forward, you give them a reminder that, you know, the next time that you cancel, I will have to keep the deposit. You give them one chance and they, that is the opportunity to build a customer for life. They will trust you. They will appreciate that you went out of your way to help them out when you didn't have to, remember, because the policy said that you didn't have to. And so if you do that and you go above and beyond, 
they are going to trust you and come back to you every single time because they know that you have their back and that you have their best interest in mind, okay? Yeah, so what you just described is like over clarity. Mm-hmm. It's um, over delivering the the transparency. And um, it's not enough to be like, oh, when you're um, when you open the account, there was, uh, you know, something at the bottom of the email that said that you need Mm -hmm. to give us 24 hours. Like, what is Mm -mm. that? Nobody's looking at that. Nobody gives a shit about that. If you know that that you don't look at that, then you can't expect other people to look at that. So that's why I'm saying it has to be very like I either I told them personally I got them to like respond to the text to confirm. I, you know, emailed them and and said, I need to hear back from you. Like you need to make sure that you do everything you can in your power to give them clarity clarity. and expectation. And, And not only is that important with customers, if you have staff or don't have staff yet, it is extremely important with staff. It's the same thing. So you need to get, become an expert at transparency and clarity for your customers and for your staff. That is extremely important in business. And um, yeah. And just because somebody pays you a deposit and you have that policy, it does not mean that you should keep the fucking deposit, okay? It means that you should be flexible and gracious with other people and if they paid you a deposit and you, even though you booked that time, listen, business is a lot of time. You're going to waste a lot of time in your business. Even if you booked that amount of time for them and you have a deposit and they can't make it, like let's say they put a deposit down for like a cookie order or a baked good or something and you set aside that time, but you haven't actually done the product yet, give them flexibility. Be like, okay, like I like like I'll apply it to your next order then. Like literally, like you can easily do that, right? And I think that something that you should always ask yourself is, is it possible for me to give this customer what they want? Is it actually humanly possible? Can I give them their money back? Can I change the date? Can I redo this cake that they don't like? Can I change the message on the cake that they don't like? Can I do this? Chances are nine times out of 10, it's fucking possible. And if you don't think it is, you're just being lazy. Yeah. And so one thing I just want to say is there was a time um, where I did get that lazy mindset. I just want to be open about that. And it had to do with... um, you know, me not taking responsibility. So mm-hmm. there was a, a period of time. So I, I understand that people hearing this are like, you know, there's times where, yeah, you're just running full throttle. Like you're running dry. You're, you're maybe tired. Not exhausted. You and, like a million hours that week. Yeah. You know, so I get it. Like I've been there and there's yeah. been like times where that, and, and usually it's, it's kind of the wake up call where you're like, listen, this is not their fault that I'm being lazy or that I'm not willing to do it. And, and it's, yeah, definitely the last several years, we really transformed that whole mindset about like is if it's possible make it happen okay there's the the way you need to look at it is that majority of customers this won't be an issue provided you obviously are running a good business and you have some good systems yeah so majority of people will not waste your time or cost you this extra uh thing you have to redo or or like most people aren't going to do that so if it's the rare one that does suck it up yeah. you're not an employee anymore you don't work nine to five and le- and once again if you are missing that you may want to reevaluate and go mm-hmm. back to that 
Which there's so, nothing wrong with and that. And that's cool too. It's way like just easier. Be, it's, yeah, it's way easier and you get vacation and you can leave and go whenever you want and you're not responsible for everything under the sun. So if you find yourself always spinning your wheels with that, it may be time to ask the tough question of like, you know, I kind of miss a lot of that and I feel like that may be better for me. Hey, so be it. Do but it. If you are willing to to push through this and realize that you have to realize that this needs to happen, this needs to change with your business, because otherwise you're you're always going to be spinning your wheels. If you are that bitchy Sally who's always complaining about no shows and you're always complaining about so and so that that is your responsibility as a business owner. And it's it your is, problem at the end of the day. It's always your responsibility, yeah. even when it's not your fault. It is your responsibility. There's a big difference between your fault and your responsibility. Yeah, there's always something you can do. And that's the mindset that Chad and I have developed over the last couple Bingo. of years. Bingo. Um, is that whenever there's an issue, it always falls back on us. It's not the employee's fault. It's not the customer's fault. Even if it potentially is, like like face value, might, maybe it is. But it's our responsibility to implement systems and stuff where it can intercept that from happening in the future so yeah if you have a situation let's say i don't know somebody like like let's say the employee drops a cake on the ground or whatever and the customer's there to pick it up um that's our fault we need to have better systems where their cake does not end up on the ground we need to but even if the customer did that like we'd remake it oh it's 100%. like both sides right oh 100 yeah. percent. there's been times where customers have picked up their cake and slammed on the brakes and uh just so that you guys know uh cakes don't usually survive that you have to drive very carefully if you slam on the brakes or, or turn around a corner like you're uh, in fast and the furious your cake is gonna end up <laughs> on the floor or on the side of the box and uh by the way we can always tell if customers have done that even though they will lie to our face and say that they have no idea what happened i'll be like in my i will never say that to the customer but in my head i'm like yes that was them slamming on the brakes it doesn't matter what it was though because we will always fix it right whereas a typical employee business owner mindset would be like it see it was their fault i knew it so they're wrong and i'm not like or they'll be like they'll be like the product already left the store so therefore i'm no longer responsible for it but like if the customer calls you you're responsible for the customer it doesn't fucking matter about the product anymore you're responsible for your relationship with your customer and yeah there's been times where a customer will be like i don't know what happened and blah 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 and even though we know what happened it, it, what happened doesn't matter because we care about the customer. We care about their kid having a cake on their birthday. Like, God's sake, you have to have bigger reasons to be in business other than just a fucking product. So if the customer calls you saying that they don't know what happened and their cake looks like shit, then it, it doesn't matter. We still go above and beyond to fix it like at, even at no extra charge and that's how you become a successful business that's how you um can can have sales over a million dollars because you go above and beyond you go out of your way and especially in situations that are not your fault yeah you build that trust so one thing Rebecca and I have talked about for years is that whenever an issue happens and this is something that um, I know people are going to get a ton of value of is that when an issue happens you know, you may think like, oh, you know, like I'm, we messed up and like that customer, like, like I, you know, obviously ideally yeah. you want to make sure that you, you get, um, you know, things right at the first go. But the really beautiful thing is when you mess up and then you, um, you know, turn that situation around, 
basically it's like almost even better than if you did like i'm not saying to go obviously go mess up everything because clearly that's not going to be good long term but it's almost even better in the sense of like now they know they trust that if you they, the trust is, is automatically built so they know that if anything were to happen in the future for any future services or orders you provide they're like I can trust them. And like, how rare is that in this day and age? Like, you know, everybody deals with all these companies and you you know, you get caught in that, like, oh my God, like, you can't believe they're not going to help me. Like, this is so like basic, right? They're not going to like bend or they're like talking about the contract and right. So the moment that you turn that around and even though it sucks, you're like, I can't believe like we messed this kid's name up on the cake or I can't believe the colors were off or like, I I was so clear with, you know, Susie and she messed up when she decorated the cake. that doesn't matter like the fact is it messed up and we made them a brand new cake or their next cakes on the house or whatever the case may be and they're like oh my god that's incredible and then they go and they're like and they're gonna tell people about that they're gonna tell their friends like listen i messed up and they did they're amazing like you know made me a brand new cake they said i can even keep the cake i had let's say whatever the case may be once again i'm not saying this is how we always do it but like it depends on the situation obviously you got to get creative but they're automatically raving about the fact that they can trust you and they're going to order from you in the future because they know there's nothing worse than dealing with a business yeah. where you don't have trust. And the moment you get trust, like how many people listen to this, you know, you will use the one business that you know, like that they run it normally and mm-hmm. you can kind of connect on that level. You're like, you're like, I don't even care if I got to drive like an hour because I know that that Freddie runs that pizzeria properly and like I don't even like it I'm 100%. getting my pizza there because I like I know that he I trust that he knows what I'm doing. So it doesn't even matter if I get something more convenient that's quicker, faster, no. cheaper, whatever. I will pay more, drive further because I trust in, in what he's doing. And a great example is you with your I hair. I was you, literally yeah. just gonna say I am like the prime example of that. I if I have a relationship with a business and you know, they handle things like how I need them to be handled, which is like, I need an exceptional level of customer. I just need a base level, let's be real, okay, of customer service. And I go, I drive an hour to get my hair done. I drive half an hour to get my nails done. I drive an hour to go to my dentist. Let's just give these people a shout out, shall we? I go to Essence Salon and Spa in Cambridge, Ontario for my hair. I go to Glaze and Shine Nails in Woodstock, Ontario because she's the most talented nail lady I've ever met. And I go to Wortley Road Dental because I am absolutely terrified of the dentist and I hated the dentist since I was born and they're the best there ever. And uh, so many other services, I go there because and you they could just are, as easily go to one in town that I would be five minutes away. Exactly, right? yeah. and that just says it all about how important customer service is. And the second that I don't feel valued as a customer. I don't even give a shit if I've been going there my whole life. If I've been going to this hair salon since I was 16 or the, my nail lady for for however long, I will quit there if they treat me like shit for a moment because it is so important that I am valued and that, you know, I've spent thousands of dollars at this place and the moment that they 
um, you know, change their policy or go to the, the book about something, I am out for sure. So it is so, so important because you can have a, a customer like myself who goes there every single time, goes there every single year. And then, you yeah, know, what's the moment the life, you, back to the lifetime value that we yes, were talking about like earlier, we're what does that add up, about add up to? Thousands of dollars yeah. here. Okay. Not 50 bucks because they didn't show up to their one fucking appointment. Yeah. And, um, but the, the thing that you have to keep in mind too is that it it takes like one bad experience to lose a customer like that too and that is so important to keep in mind is that don't get complacent just because they're a regular customer there's been lots of businesses that i've been a regular customer at and the second that i get subpar or shitty customer service i am out of there and it's because I, if I don't feel valued, I'm not going to go out of my way to spend money there. You know, I'm just not. I don't feel good about that, especially because I'm a business owner and I'm so passionate about running a business and stuff. So that stuff and, affects And me. when you know that it's so easy, it's all laziness. It's so lazy. Yeah. And especially because I know like how much money I've spent at these places and like for them to, you know, oh my God, so many examples. And laziness but. is not necessarily always work ethic. It's in the form of not um, taking time to get creative with solutions. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying there's two components of laziness as a business owner. You're either lazy because you don't want to work late or work hard, or you're either, that's the one part, or the other part is you're lazy because you don't want to come up with creative solutions that put the responsibility on you as a business owner instead of the customer who didn't read the contract. Yes. And so uh, to my point earlier, I just want to say that um, as much as it's so important to uh, develop the trust and build the relationship and have a lifetime customer, it's equally as important to not get complacent with that customer too and to continue treating them like that because I know a lot of times like, um, you can become friends with your clients and, and stuff like that. And then and then all of a sudden, because you feel comfortable and you're friends with them, you're like, hey, like, um, I, I, I don't really want to do your appointment today. Can we reschedule it to this day or whatever? And like as a business, that's unacceptable. <laughs> Even if we are friends, it doesn't matter. That's like the quickest way to lose one of your most valuable customers. Hey girl, something came up and like, can I reschedule you? No, no, no I don't. No, I don't it, really care about no, no, what no. came up. It's, okay. Yeah, I because my one of my main values is integrity. Um, that's what I value most. And so when I see if people start to do that and get complacent and stop, stop treating me as a valued customer, I am out of there so fast. So keep that in mind too. If you have these regular customers, you still need to go above and beyond with them and not get complacent and not get comfortable just because, you know, Sally's been coming to our bakery ever since her kid was five and her kid's now 20. Um, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, Sally, she'll, she'll come back next year. She doesn't care if her cake looks like that. It's fine. Like I would never, ever do that. And if you run a business, don't ever do that. You will lose your most valuable customers. Amen. All right. So I think that that's good uh, for this episode. We could literally talk yeah, about this. Yeah, we could this be here all, all day. All day. Like this is like a topic I could literally just continue talking about like forever and ever and ever. Um, if you guys have any questions or you have any problems that you want help solving, just reach out to Chatter Eye. We love to help other businesses out. And also 
If you're one of those businesses that we were talking about, that you have those stupid policies and that you, you know, charge your customers for no shows or, you know, you put the sign on your door and you're guilty of that. Don't feel bad, like don't pity yourself for this and don't think that, you know, there's no going forward from here. Just simply stop doing that and move forward in a better way, okay? Like don't harp on yourself and don't feel bad, but recognize that that's not a good way to do business and change your ways going forward, okay? Improvement is all we can do. You know, when we started our business, we did a lot of like things that didn't really make sense and we didn't really have um, customer service policies and stuff like that. So we had to learn on our own too. And that's why we're sharing this knowledge with you because we would have not been able to build a million dollar bakery business without these tips, okay? And they're so, so, so important. So. Feel free to reach out to me. My email is Rebecca at chickbosscake.com or you can reach out to Chad, chad at chickbosscake.com and we are both on Instagram at Rebecca at chickbosscake or at Chad at chickbosscake. So we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon and yeah, we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Hope you guys enjoyed this.